1: Well, welcome to day 13 of Steelers training camp. This is the Steelers Today Show on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm your host, Eddie Provident, and with me is a new uh, new face to Steelers today, but I'm sure one everybody here knows, uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Reed, our features writer. Tom, thanks for joining today, was man. A pleasure, Eddie. We were going to get into a lot of stuff. I had a bunch of stuff planned to talk about the, the football or the uh, quarterback position. I had a lot of uh, stuff about Matt Canada since he spoke today. But, Tom, you spoke with Keith Butler in the uh, Post uh, post practice press conference and he stole the show.
0: Well, yeah, it was yeah, it was a group a group chat and uh, you know sometimes coordinators are very kind of guarded when the the, the when there's contract issues with guys uh, you know not being on the field. Well, we asked Keith Butler today about uh, the absence of of uh, T J Watt in in team participation drills and stuff like that and he did not hold back. Basically said that TJ is not participating in that kind of stuff right now as he waits to get his contract resolved, and went even a step further saying, as a former player, which Keith Butler was, uh, that he doesn't blame him. <laughs> uh, that you know, it's he was. It's, I'm paraphrasing here, but saying you know we like to think of this as a sport, but it is also a business. Yeah. And the last thing. T.J. Watt probably wants to do is get hurt out here when he doesn't, you know, you know. there's contract problems, or not problems, but he's waiting to get a contract right. deal uh, resolved. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays uh, in the front office and in the coaching staff, and maybe uh, Spurs will uh, a little bit more action to kind of get this thing done. Because the one thing you don't want to do, if it's my team, I would not want this dragging along. Right. For two reasons. One, from just the – you don't want any kind of animosity mm-hmm. building up. And two, you want T.J. Watt out there having some playing a little bit before the right. regular season. Right. Not that he can't do it, but you always worry about injury. with When guys all of a sudden get thrown into a lineup, yes, they're working out. Yes, they're doing stuff on the side. He's obviously tremendously fit. But you want to get him out there and get him get – him getting up to speed with the defense. Yeah,
1: And, uh, you know, according to Dale, he thought that when we first uh, were doing these from the south side, that was the question on everybody's mind was uh, TJ Watt. And uh, Dale said he hoped to see something done by the end of the preseason. I know everybody was hoping for training camp. But Dale said end of preseason. So uh, do you think that this changes that timeline? Or like you said, do you think this even spurs this timeline on a Maybe little bit? Maybe it
0: spurs it on a <laughs> little bit that they, they get something done here in the next couple days. days. Uh, <laughs> Again, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not around this team very often. Right. Uh, uh, having covered the Browns for years, I don't remember a coordinator or an assistant coach making that strong of a comment. And look, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. We love it, and it, it probably, obviously, he was speaking the truth here. So it'll be interesting to see if this, if this being aired publicly, uh, does spur some action.
1: Yeah. Uh, another person with some maybe off the field issues as of this week was uh, James Washington. Yeah. Uh, the reports are that he requested a trade. Uh, Mike Tomlin was asked about that, and here's what he had to say.
0: Mike, has James Washington expressed the dissatisfaction with his role to you or a desire to be traded?
1: He has not. That Those unnamed sources, we don't react to or respond to. James has been great here and working uh, and having a good camp. So Mike Tomlin basically said that that was an outside source. That's nothing from inside the room. Do you buy that, or do you think that that's Tomlin trying to put a fire out?
0: That's Tomlin just not just avoiding the question, yeah. and that's I mean that's typical coach speak, Unlike Keith Butler, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, and Matt Canada kind of went along the same lines. Matt Canada saying we love James Washington, mm-hmm. we like what he does, he works hard, and this kind of stuff. It's a it's a tough spot for James Washington in the sense that he's in a contract year. He sees the guys that are ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He sees the new running back. We just saw how much they use Najee Harris the other night, right? Right. right. Uh, they bring in Pat Fryermuth. He's probably seeing his numbers go down, yeah. down, down. But at the same time, if I'm the Steelers, unless somebody blows me away with some kind of deal for James Washington, yeah. I think he's just going to have to I'm with ride you,
1: it out. I'm with you. I mean, he I believe he has one le- one year left on his deal and when you have a fourth wide receiver like James Washington, that's a luxury because if somebody does, God forbid, go down to injury, yeah. if somebody uh, you know just isn't performing, if God forbid Deontay Johnson has the drops again, uh, James Washington is a really nice safety net to have as a fourth wide receiver. So I, I'm with you. Unless they're blown away by a deal, I really wouldn't move them. Yeah, they had a the Browns had a
0: situation last year with tight end David Njoku, mm-hmm. and Njoku now he was a first round pick but he was very inconsistent in his first couple years and then saw what they were doing with bringing Austin Hooper in, Mm -hmm. some other guys in, and he was like, I want out of here, I I want traded. He was unhappy and the Browns said, tough, just wait it out, we'll see. And by the end of last season, the Joku was again being a valuable part of that team and they picked up his fifth year option. So again, we'll see what happens, but I would expect the Steelers to be very, uh, just take their time and see where Mm -hmm. the dust settles I would expect James Washington to be here for a while.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and wrap things up. Uh, We'll stick with the offensive side of the ball. All right, welcome back to Steelers Today on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm your host, Eddie Provident. With me is Tom Reed. Uh, Tom, the last thing I want to talk to you about uh, is the quarterback position. Uh, We saw Mason Rudolph start the game on Thursday night. We saw uh, Dwayne Haskins come in for him, and then we saw uh, Josh Dobbs finish it off. Uh, we heard from josh dobbs today you these position battles before how do you assess this you know I, I don't think the opportunity has always been what, what i've been looking for um but i think my production execution ha- has been exactly you know what i can do you, you know the goal is to control what you can with the opportunities given and i've done that you know i've executed i have played well at a high level in practice i did it again in the game i plan on doing it going forward as well so um, you know, I know, I know. There's people that make decisions, and you know, at the end of the day, I just control what I can control. I play my game, play it at the highest level, and uh, go about my business that way. What do you see happening with this court? I've gotten, uh, we've gotten Dale's take on it. We've gotten uh, DK's take on it. What's your take on the quarterback position? I think it's too early. I mean, it's,
0: it's. Look, it was the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. I, I think you wait a couple weeks. The advantage the Steelers have this year with playing the Hall of Fame game is they get the extra right. the extra preseason game. So they're going to have plenty of time to kind of see how this plays out. And I'm sure, for me, when I watch stuff, uh, it's, it's all about the game action. It really is. And there's no substitute for that. And those guys are going to get plenty of chances to prove themselves over the next two or three weeks. So I think it's just uh, right now, I, I, I thought Rudolph was fine. I thought Haskins was fine. Uh, I think it's just going to be one of those things that you allow it to play itself out, and that's only going to be better for the team.
1: Yeah, I, we just talked about this with James Washington being the fourth wide receiver. Um, I think that however this quarterback room shakes out, having four quarterbacks that not only have NFL uh, experience, but you know, three of them know the, know the system very well. Uh, Josh Dobbs has been here before. Mason Rudolph has been here for a few years, and a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who has that first-round pedigree, it's a good position for the Steelers to be in to have that kind of depth at another, probably the most important position in oh, the game. That's no question. About so, that. uh, yeah, that's something else. And then finally, just uh, wrapping things up. Uh, obviously, the Hall of Fame game Thursday and the uh, Hall Hall of Fame inductions this weekend. Uh, give a preview of your piece. Let's uh, let's just kind of. Um, Oh, you know, Give it's, you, it's, you some free, give you some publicity, man. No, right? no,
0: no, no, it's just, it's just the, uh, uh, it's, you know, they talked to the sculptor uh, that, that, that did, uh, ended up doing uh, uh statue uh, bust, uh, because many thought it was, would be one of the most intricate ones ever because of the hair. Right. And sure enough, it was. I mean, uh, from what I've been told, these busts normally take 40 to 80 hours each bust, and that's wow. before the bronzing process. Troy's took 80 to 100 hours. And the other <laughs> the interesting thing was, you know, don't forget, this was supposed to happen last year. Right. And Troy was part of a class of 80. Uh, uh, the man who did this, uh, Blur Buswell, told me it would have gone down to the last minute to get his ready. Wow. Because they had so many to do last year with right. 20, and they split it up with three guys. But still, uh, it would have come down to the last couple days for him to get ready. He was very happy that he got to kind of go back Mm-hmm. And 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 do some detailing, and I'm sure it'll be terrific. Uh, so yeah, it was just interesting to hear that and his his tales about other other Steelers that he, does. he he's did. He uh, did Terry Bradshaw. I got to play catch with Terry Bradshaw. And Buswell <laughs> actually played football in the collegiate went to, on an art scholarship. How many guys Division <laughs> one players go to on an art scholarship? Okay. And they they built protective padding for his hands because he was so good at art. And wow. uh, then years later here he's going out with Terry Bradshaw and he's like, I've caught passes from Steve Young in his prime, Mark Wilson in his prime, uh Jim McMahon in his prime. He said that he'd never caught a ball again. And Terry, you have to figure at that point's probably in his forties or fifties, just zipping passes that he was That's having great. trouble catching.
1: Well, listen, if you haven't read any of Tom Reed's work, I don't know where you've been. Uh, In my opinion, he's one of the best writers in the city. Uh, He does great work with his feature pieces. So uh, check out his feature piece on Troy Polamalu and Troy Polamalu's bust. Uh, For Tom Reed, I'm Eddie Provident. This has been Steelers Today on on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, Thanks, and we'll catch you tomorrow.